nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome to this week's Nerdables. This episode, we have Disney releases the official D-plus lineup for this year, Kevin Feige takes over Marvel, Ryan Reynolds visits Marvel Studios, yet more Spider-Man news, the Arrowverse crisis reaches nearly all of the verses of DC Universe, Jonah Hill joins Batman, Zoe Kravitz and Paul Dano join Batman, Jonah Hill leaves Batman, and Neil Patrick Harris lands a role in Matrix 4. And this just in, Matrix 4 is being made. I'm R.A. Joining me are Chris and Ethan. Welcome, guys. Yeah, We talked about Matrix 4 before. Did we? The way, that, the way that's set up, though, it's like, Jonah Hicks, Jones, Batman. Who else is in this movie? Zoe Kravitz and Paul Dano. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not competing with Paul oh, there Dano. There you go. I was, I was wondering why the soundboard didn't have dough on it, but then... The last page has it. Do you want to join us, considering you know, you're you're taking care of the mixing board and everything? And oh, we're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're good. So uh, still got to do the Ethan and Mikey show someday. <laughs> no. So quarter room for forty five minutes. We I guess we talked about it before, where there was a D. Uh, I keep wanting to say D twenty three. There was a Disney Plus lineup put out, hmm. but. Disney was a list and it was so boring. Yeah. <laughs> so Disney the other day decided in their Twitter to do all the banners that, you know, the ones that you'll highlight and click on or whatever. <laughs> but they also put it out in chronological order. They just rolled it like crazy. Like it was insane going through it. I wish Sebastian was on this show because I was going through it and I started to like put stuff out and you had said like, where do you know that? And I said, I didn't look at the list. I oh. It's just all written. Like who cares? Right. So I was just flipping through to see what was on it. And that I had like brought it to everyone's attention in the thread for you know people that are currently on the show and people that used to be on the show. R.I.P. Mikey, <laughs> R.I.P. Sebastian, and Sebastian started looking through it. He's just sending us like all the stuff from like the '60s and the '70s of live action stuff, and then he was just sort of like he really said like R.I.P. Friends. Yeah, I'm not going to see anyone ever again because there's so much stuff that's on there. There's so much, which stuff. is what we kind of thought. I mean, we no, that's we've we been hoped. talking about this for like a year. Yeah, and I said yes if you if you open it with. You know, a year ago I said if you just open it with the stuff from 2010 up, you're you're screwing yourself right. over because the I think the people that are really going to go out of their way for this are people like Sebastian and me that have a fondness for you know Classic Apple Dumpling stuff, Gang yeah. and we'll see, Escape for which all the other you know stuff that's there. But for you and I, I mean, we grew up with it. Sebastian, I mean, he's not. That, I mean, he's not that much younger than us, but he is a no, young. Sebastian, Sebastian's attached to some of that stuff too. But, but he's such a Disney like, something file. like. Something like the Disney Afternoon that right. for us hit when we were in what high school? No, Pretty it was much, earlier yeah. than that. It, 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 was, it, was, it was early. Yeah, because I still remember my favorite, my favorite thing from from the Disney Afternoon is there's an episode of Tailspin mm-hmm. and the captain, the, the the villain, has a French accent. And it's the same accent through, as Honda flying through the or same voice. You know, this tunnels or whatever, and Blue makes this great move, and then he he crashes into the, the villain crashes into. A wall, and it's like, what a lousy place to put a wall, and he just drops off screen. Don... And I must have watched that a thousand times. What's it, Don Carlo? No, no, it's uh, whatever it was. So we were excited <laughs> I mean, when they announced that like two, three weeks ago, and they've given you different things that are made as big announcements instead of just like, hey, look at the list. They did it for you know X Men animated, mm-hmm. the original X Men series, all the X Men animated series are apparently all on the, there. all of the Marvel any Marvel Everything, animated yep. series is on there pretty much, including the stuff you don't remember that right. Avengers episode. I re- the only reason I remember that that weird Avengers series 
that like Ant-Man was the head of the team. It was like Ant-Man, Hawkeye, Tigra, and somebody else. It was mm-hmm. characters that nobody cared about. It was almost West Coast Avengers. Pretty much. And they made it into an Avengers. Was, I loved the, the design work for that. Somewhere, somewhere, I have that Hawkeye yeah. toy because I loved the design work for that one. The Fantastic Four one where it was very, uh, the designs were very manga mm-hmm. influenced where they had the very long chins and it's very like pointy and well, everything. Well, there's also a Spider-Woman. There's a Spider-Woman one from God, God knows when. The, the, the big Spider-Man, the one that was on MTV is in there. Yep. And stuff like You're that. also so, getting Spider-Man as Amazing Friends, which is one of the yep. late 70 ones. And for, for me... Andrew getting Spider-Man uh, of TV series. Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes is on it. Yep. I was I was scared that wasn't going to be on it. X-Men Evolution's on big, there. X-Men Evolution is on there. I figured all the X-Men stuff was on there. The one that I was worried about was Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes because it, it had such an ignoble end right. when it was all but canceled because the Avengers movie came out. And was replaced with the inferior Avengers stuff. Well, they tried to make it more. Yeah, yeah, it was basically supposedly in continuity, and then they sort of gave that up, Mm. whatever. That is my favorite series. Tron Uprising. Tron Uprising. Ugh. I said I can't wait to I can't wait to watch this again and be disappointed at the end because there's no second season. <laughs> well, I kept I kept hoping for the, Here's the whole live action. Stuff. Actually, I actually wanted to bring that up because you can see since you brought it up here, my hope is that some of these Tron Uprising, especially, mm-hmm. if enough people watch it, yep, that becomes a new season. I can see that. I mean, we've seen it before. We've seen different other streaming companies rescue stuff from other streaming companies or, or, or TV. From TV or something like I that. I think yeah. you could see where if the numbers are there, however they're going to... If Tron Uprising can see enough people that... The people that loved it, that watched it on Disney XD, and also the fact that it's hard to figure out, you know, it was shown all over the mm-hmm. place and whatever. You now have it where people can go in and click and watch a whole season. Right. And if that happens very quickly, hopefully, maybe... That gets a second season. Well, last you can year, revive some of this. So look what happened with Young Justice. Young Justice disappeared. DC Universe, as yep. a streaming service, comes out looking for content. The problem with Disney Plus is they ain't looking for content. Right. There's more than enough there. But it's happened before. But they'll still be looking for new content yeah, to add. And that's that's my hope is something like Tron Uprising. That's where... It, God, that show is well, so I, I took a, I, Bella and I, Airbell and I both took a voiceover class last year. And one of the weeks, the casting director for Disney... Mm-hmm animation was there as a guest you know uh coach and mm-hmm. i got to talk to her afterwards because we were talking about the streaming service because there's so much stuff that they're putting on there i said you know for things like tron uprising and because she actually cast that and for some of those i said is you know would do, these things got to come back for that she's like we have so much stuff we are casting for for new shows just for the streaming service she goes, wait and see. You're going to be so surprised yeah. and be happy. Well, hopefully you can get that cast back because, I mean, there were people in it that were already decent names like Lance Henriksen and Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Remember, Mandy Moore was in that, and yep. that was well before This Is Us, where she makes a lot of money per oh, yeah. episode. But, but again... If no, you, but, Mandy Moore is also doing... She does the Tangled cartoon. Yeah, I mean, it's it's she would probably... Just and, you know, like basically, that, she just goes in and she records a few lines for an hour And that's the other thing. It's not having to put it on Disney XD. You can do six episodes at a time. Yep. Just do it real quick. Yeah. Not, you know... Little, like, mini-series types. Yeah. yeah. That's the hope. But, yeah, the, the, the list is insane. Well, there I was so There glad. are some notable... I mean, every time something like this comes up, of course, everybody goes to the negative. And I've said, I, I really want droids and Ewoks. I think it'll, it'll be coming. I think it's the hard thing of thinking it'll be coming... Is the fact that it's not there already. Well, you remember... There's no reason not to have it there when all the other stuff is there. 
And as they've said, like um, Solo and Last Jedi won't be on there at drop, but it'll Correct. be in there within the first year because they're still on Netflix. It'll and hit the same time as probably uh, The Rise of Skywalker. My guess is that those three films will all drop on the same day. Mm-hmm. Whenever they get to where they'll let the, the Netflix deal. Sebastian said it runs through 2019. Who knows if that's really true? You know, it's always rumors and stuff. Like, well, a lot of those contracts aren't public knowledge. Mm-hmm. So if well, they yeah. end at the end of the year then you wait until you get to probably next fall where you're like, okay, we're going to put Rise of Skywalker on, but let's put Skywalker, Last Jedi, and Solo all at one time. And hopefully we get those two cartoons. And I still... But you remember the, when the they put out... movies out. Remember when they put out the the VHS of droids and Ewoks? They put out a combo uh, one, but it yeah. didn't have all of the episodes. No. There's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing, because you, you mentioned like the Fox stuff isn't on it. I think a lot of that, you know, outside of the cartoons or whatever, there's not a lot of Fox stuff. Like, a lot of a lot of Fox's stuff, I think, will all be. Um, well, even the Fox Afternoon stuff. Remember, there was the, the uh, Peter Pan one that was, you know, after yeah. Hook came out. Well, that's out. The, that's that's part of what I'm talking about. Is the live action Fox stuff is probably stay with Hulu. There's no reason to move it over right. here because it's all there. What isn't on Hulu? What I'm hope gets here is that Fox Afternoon and Fox Kids, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. One, eek the cat. Yes. Please, for God's sakes. And two is the tick. Yep. And the tick is the one that I'm worried about because Amazon doing the live action, I wonder what kind of rights they have. It's probably, yeah. That's my fear because the tick cartoon, as much as everyone's like, I love the tick. The one that was on Fox was so good. You've never seen the cartoon then. The cartoon is masterful. It is Mm -hmm. brilliant. It is hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's voiced perfectly. Everything in it. I, I watched the live action when it was on Fox. I got through three episodes and it just doesn't click. Yeah. Because it has to be a cartoon. If you, if you love superhero tropes and the satire of it, which is what all the tick is. Well, you remember they did a live action one back then, too. That's what I'm talking about. The the original Fox live action tick. Yes. That was one season. That was people that like, the one with Patrick Warburton? Yes. Correct. Yeah. He okay. was the tick. That is so inferior to the to the, the cartoon. The people that I knew that loved it had never seen the cartoon. Mm-hmm. But most of us who liked the cartoon... Myself, White Chocolate, other people. While we could have liked it, I think White Chocolate likes the the live action. I'm sure I'll get a text message once he hears this, whether he does or doesn't. I think <laughs> he liked the live action, but both of us knew that the the animated was so superior because it's so. I mean, it's well, nuts. you could do more. more. Yeah, you yeah. Can, like, well, you can blow up half the moon, but which you they also couldn't had, do back I mean, then. when you had you know characters like Chairhead and you know. Yeah, and, you know those char- those type characters. It's hard to do, and the fact that Die Feldermouse was Die Feldermouse, right? Instead of whatever they called him, Man Bat or whatever they was, mm. by Bat Batman Well, that's what it was. They called him Batman Well, but like, Die Feldermouse was amazing because it was tied into the opera, and of course, my favorite is when they have <laughs> the kid in the waiting pool, waiting pool boy. Yeah. And they take him into the sewers, and Die Feldermouse is leading this team. And he's like, you told my mom I'd see the tick. I told your mom a lot of things. That was brilliant. <laughs> I love that so much. But Dinosaur see, Neil. Bad move, Neil. It'd be, that's the type of show that, like, if you tried to do an Axe Cop live action, there's no way you could get away with it and do it. What about Axe Cop? Yeah, that would... Boy, animation domination is never going to go on there, though. No, because I don't well, think I don't. No, oh, you're not putting it, USA it, High on Disney Plus. Hulu, though, Hulu, you can. But if they don't have it already, because That's Fox true. has its own kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, you find most of the animation domination online anyway. Yeah. At least the shorts. But God, those nights here watching USA oh, High. Oh, that was so oh. much fun. <laughs> 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 
he dates the Amish girl during Rumspringer. I've never had sex with a girl who used to be a girl who's now a guy. While I was used to be a guy who was be a girl. <laughs> she comes out and she gets changed, and he doesn't. She's like, "That's okay." Rumspringer's over anyway. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Well, they may not do that because uh, what's his face is that voice. Well, I guess if they have yeah. Deadpool, they will. Yeah. What is his name? He played the psychic on everything. Oh. The bar, the bar guy from Deadpool. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, um, he's in Transformers yes. Four for five um, seconds. E, uh, Miller. Um, um, Trent. No. No. <laughs> Tim. No. No. Tim or Todd. Tim Miller is the. Isn't he the director? He's the anyway. director. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Miller. Didn't, didn't he get snagged in the Me Too movement also? Yeah. Yes. He's not working again. Well, he went. He got Deadpool two after it. Well, no, I think they'd already shot it. And he didn't he do Joker or no? That's Todd Phillips. No, we're, no, Todd. we're talking about the actor. Mm. The actor who T.J. Plays, Miller. T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. I knew it was a T. I, I knew it was Miller, but I just couldn't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, the lineup is insane. We also found out uh, in terms of the Mandalorian, we get two episodes in the first week. So we get two episodes. We get an episode between episode one and when three comes out a week later. Which is cool. That'll keep that hype train going. Well, it drops like on a Tuesday, and then I think they I think release they on Fridays Friday, or yeah. something right. like that. So, so yeah. we'll get one Tuesday, we'll get one Friday, and then from November twelfth is a Tuesday. That's yeah. not right, is it? Yep. That's weird. Uh, Veterans Day is the eleventh, and it's Monday. Well, we so. get that is off. true. The twelfth is. What a weird day to pick if your release schedule is Fridays. That's interesting. Well, DVDs and everything usually drop on Tuesdays, so. Mm-hmm. Why not drop a whole streaming service on a Tuesday? Because your release schedule afterwards is Friday. Yeah, but that's that's the weird thing to me. But it gives people time to sign up for the service. You know, you have four days to think. about Is there about anyone? It. Well, besides me, is there anyone who's not signed up for it who's going to sign? Up? I haven't signed up for it yet, but Everyone... I'll sign up when it when it comes out. Yeah, I want I my seen, T-shirt. I haven't seen that uh, that bundle available yet with Hulu. I haven't seen the bundle, but mm-hmm. I want my T-shirt. Apparently, people are getting their T-shirts already. It say Disney Plus on it. Good for them. Got a hat, got a pin, but I want a T-shirt. I have none of those things, and that's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this weird thing where I'm just gonna like watch the survey. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna hopefully watch the survey. Are you gonna watch so the terrible. old live action stuff? Which old live action stuff? The uh, like Escape the Witch Mountain, Return to Witch Mountain. There's probably one or two. Cat from Outer Space, uh, Apple Dumpling Game. You know, game. there's so much stuff. I mean, bed knobs and broomsticks. The, we'll my get prime to it eventually. list is insane. <laughs> yeah, like I'm trying. I, I just, I'm trying to get through. Jack Ryan drops on November first. I want to get caught up with mine. The Man in High Castle is the one which is season. December. Yeah, and then some of the stuff like the stuff that Melissa really loves, like you got Carnival and Row. And she just finished Carnival Row, which is that's I think the longest I've seen her take to get get through a series that size. Marvel's Missiles, Maisel, and stuff. There's just so much stuff in there. Yep. So that's far behind. I still have to finish Punisher. I've, I've got everything else that the Marvel ones done. The, the, the Netflix stuff. I, that second season is amazing. The Punisher? Yeah. It, just it just makes me so it. mad that I they don't. Watch, I should watch the Punisher one. Since he has All of them favorite. kind of, like, I've gotten through. The Punisher one was really, the first season was really good. Yeah. The second season's on par with the first season. It's uh, It's amazing, in my opinion. It's just weird to think that. It's so disconnected from so much of the streaming stuff. I was like, I did Daredevil season one and two and like two episodes of Jessica Jones and just never, you, you keep falling behind and you just like, okay, 
All right, no, no. Now that Luke Cage is out, I'm gonna get through Jessica Jones, and I'm gonna get through this, and then I went, no, just didn't do that either. Nope. I'm just so not a streaming guy. I'm still, I'm still having to get. I got four, four or five more episodes of uh, Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. I got through Dark Crystal. That took a little while, but I think it just blasted through She-Ra season <laughs> two and three. The only thing I, I, I'm having trouble with uh, Dark Crystal is they made the Gelflings look way more doe look you know they gave him more of a doe look now than they were before before they had uh, they said they had so much of a you know a deer doe look to them female deer right but now they really i mean (laughs) granted there were only two gelflings left in the original but now you know and it was the original i had to reread the synopsis for the for the movie going where does this go i've forgotten most of that movie (laughs) dark crystal is interesting because it was definitely more like the start is slow, and then it kind of flips that switch, and yeah. you just I kind of flew through the end. But some of that was also like I just want to finish this. But it does mm-hmm. that. It does that old eighties movie where it's a slow burn, Build, yeah. a little bit. It's more of like the craziness at the end is. There's no way we can win. Oh, we won. You know, just that sort of thing. Where it's like out of nowhere. Oh, we ran out of time. We have one episode yeah. left. We got to finish and it. Is, it. A, it's a tough thing because there's so much that happens in it, and you're like. This is only the first season. Yeah. yeah. Like, where are you going? I'm watching Stumptown on ABC. It's network television, kids. It still exists. It's out there somewhere. Um, with Colby Smulders. And you're th- four, four episodes in? I think four episodes in? And I'm watching it, and I just went, where the hell are you going after this? Like, almost everything you set up in the first episode is done. Right. Mm-hmm. And you sort of forget, like, oh, yeah, network television works this way. Well, that was the way <laughs> yeah. Blindspot was. You know, I mean, it went four seasons... Well, it's more of like, you know, flavor of the week or villain of the week type. Yeah, thing. but the, th- the thing with it is there's there's two storylines. Well, I guess there's, now there's three storylines in it that had that kind of undercurrent. Mm-hmm. And you've seen them. You've seen two of the three be almost completed, you know, pretty much done by this point. And there's a character change that's in it, too. I don't want to say anything in case anybody wants to watch mm-hmm. it. It's. I found it to be very, very good. I, I've enjoyed yeah. it a lot. I've been hearing good things about it too. Honestly. She's amazing. I love well, you know so what's much. not going to have a lot of storylines that have undertones to them? Marvel, Disney Plus. Now that Kevin Kevin Feige is taking over as CEO, why would Kevin Feige not have? I'm just trying to make a transition. <laughs> that's that's going. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, that's, that's the button. Yeah, that's the that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the button, that's the button that need. we need. Bad segue. Um. So Kevin Feige is taking over full control over Marvel. Kevin Feige was named the chief creative officer of Marvel. And everyone kind of went, I don't know what that means. It means everything that has Marvel's stamp on it now goes through him. Yeah. So that includes TV, and they haven't mentioned Jeff Loeb's fate yet. But uh, I I can't imagine Jeff Loeb is still employed with them because the two of them do not like each other at all. No. So publishing... So do you think that's why... Loeb pur- purposely went the way he did with, let's say, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I think he went the way he did with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was what pissed Fe- Feige off. I've said it a few times, and people were looking at me like, no, no, Feige cares about Netflix. He does not get... He's like Filoni. Right. And that, I'll, I'll take it back. I'll, I'll take it back, because I don't, I don't feel that way with Filoni anymore. But I've said, and I think I said it... I don't remember if I said it here or a threat or something else. Feige doesn't give a damn about anything he doesn't have a hand in. Right. So the Netflix stuff to him, where people were like, oh, he's going to save the Netflix stuff. No, he's not. Right. Because he didn't do it. He's not beholden. To, if you create, if someone else created it, and Feige wasn't 
have a hand in it. Whether he's you know he's executive producer, he's the the, the head of Marvel Films. He wasn't a producer. All of yeah. those movies belong to him. Correct. You know, even with Avi Arad doing the first few, Feige was still an executive producer as, as long along with Ivy. Correct. So he's he's approved everything. He's had a hand in everything. He's probably suggested stuff in it. He's the one that says yes. Let's do the Black Panther film. Yes, let's do the Captain Marvel film. He didn't say let's do Daredevil, Punisher, Ghost Rider, not Ghost Rider, uh, uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Well, that Ghost Rider, his decision. Ghost Rider was supposed to happen yes. on Hulu, and it got canceled. Right, because he didn't have a hand in it. Correct. Uh, he didn't have a hand in Agents of Shield. Correct. That was all Loeb and and um, your boy Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. And it really wasn't. I mean, Joss's name was on it. It was his production company, but it really didn't have much of a hand in it No, at all. He, he stamped it. It's just basically, yeah. you know, we, we knew from the start. We're like, it's his brother that did it. And he's said, it, I'm sure at some point he's like, hey, don't do this. And then they didn't do it's it. It's like the J.J. Abrams Spider-Man book. His name's attached to it, but is he really doing that much to it? He it's, made, it's his concept. Yeah. Well, That's it's, the thing. it's more of his son's concept. No, it's his concept. Yeah, oh, his is son is... Just writing His it? son is doing the writing. It's a concept that came up together, but it's definitely a pitch that he made to Marvel. Mm. And that would be something like what yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, with Joss Whedon is. The stuff that wasn't there, that that Feige doesn't have a hand in, he doesn't care about. Right. So what they've done is they've given him a hand in everything. And we already knew he's the executive producer of all the Disney Plus live action stuff. Mm-hmm. Loki, WandaVision, uh, Falcon and, and, and Bucky. What's the one I'm missing? Isn't there four? Yes. What's the other one? Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye. So he's the executive producer. Well, also of all of now it. there's She Hawk. There's yeah, the, Ms. the four that we knew from Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Yeah. Um, is it Miss Marvel cartoon? I don't know. Because that's the thing is, remember they we still have we still have four anything. cartoons that come from Hulu. They haven't said anything. But it's they not, haven't announced if it was live action. Or I don't think they've announced yeah. anything with Miss Marvel. Well, I don't. Did they say anything with Shira? I mean, She uh, She Hawk. No. Yes, She Hulk. She Hulk is live action. Then I'm sure Miss Marvel is. I don't know, but here's with as much as is coming with live action. Their TV, they're, they're not worried about Netflix or Freeform or any of that. The mm. only thing they're worried about with those is when the contract's up and they can start using yeah. those characters again. Even if they're going to use those characters again, again, they're not going to use everybody. And everyone seems to be this thing like, oh, they're going to use every single character. No, they're not. Right. But I, you could still see. I don't. Kevin Feige's never going to make a cloak and dagger TV series. Which you there know, is one. That's what I'm saying. There is one. He's not attached to it. Correct. It doesn't belong. Although to now them. that he is, I'm wondering if that will. Because also there's that'll still finish runaway. out. That'll finish out. Runaways will finish out, and that'll be the end of it. I think you're going to see those those types of series, the things that are on Hulu, Freeform. They're all done. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to either go through Disney Plus, and I think you could see something that works on Disney Plus that isn't like super dark or. I could see that go to ABC. Right. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to run this out here. So now here's a question. But Feige being in control of everything, he reports directly to Alan Horn, who's the head of Disney movies or Disney productions or whatever. So the big news in it that people started losing their mind is he's now the chief operating officer of Marvel Publishing. Mm -hmm. And what that means. No one in, in no one at Marvel Publishing has been fired. C.B. Sobolski is still there. All of the editors are still there. Which they wouldn't, I mean, they're just now answering to him instead of... Uh, That's the start. But the thing is, yes, it's not like he's going to go in and just fire everybody immediately. Correct. What are Especially we since see he doesn't know year? publishing. That's what I said when they when they announced this. And I said it in one of the other groups. I said, this is a mistake. 
And the reason that it's a mistake is because the movie business is very different than the publishing business. Right. And actually, I should probably find it, but I said Feige is in charge of coming up with three to four movies a year. So he said that's anywhere between six to nine hours. So mm-hmm. let's let's start there. Now he has two, let's say three TV series every year. Ten episodes in an hour. So he's got 30 hours there. So he's in charge of 39 hours worth of entertainment. So he's got four movies, or say so four he, movies he's and anywhere three between third. He's anywhere between like 40 to 50 hours of entertainment for a year. That's what he's overseeing. When you put in publishing, Marvel produces nearly 80 comic books a month. It's insane. It's way too right. much. Maybe he'll times, scale them 80 back. times 12. And then I came up with something like you know 960 or whatever it was i can't even remember what number i came up with but the thing was is it's not not everything's monthly and there's there's months where there's 85 or 90 there's almost 1300 individual comic books in a year that marvel publishes so maybe he'll see that and scale it back but that's not that that's not his job sure that's the exact that's the editor's job he's not the editor he's not the chief he's not the chief editor right he's not what joe casada was doing which was doing both creative and editorial and then they kind of split those out where you have a chief operating officer who does all the operations and then you have a chief creative officer. The creative officer helps. Al, uh, There's a lot of different Axel things. was what? Axel he, Alonso was the, was the chief, chief executive. He was, no, he was the chief editor. Chief editor. Quesada moved to being the chief operating officer. Right. Okay, so not only, did he, not only did he have a hand in, hey, we're going to make a new Spider-Man book. Yes. But it was also, hey, we want to change our prices from $2.99 to $3.99. Yes. He has a hand in everything. Now, DC Comics, that's the difference between Dan DiDio and Jim Lee. Jim Lee is the creative editor. So everyone who gets hired to write, draw, ink a book, Jim Lee approves them. Everything that gets done in terms of the business side of it, including like what our prices are, distribution, trades, the Walmart deal, all that stuff, that's Dan's side. And then they both report to um, Jeff. Used to be, no, no. Nope. It used to be Jeff's not involved with any sort of. Oh, that's right, because he went off to his own thing. Nope. He, yeah, he has his own. He he left. He he put his own film production company together. He has his own company. Yeah, he still writes for DC, but he's no longer involved in any editorial decisions. Right. They reported to. I think they were reporting to Jeanette Kahn, but I could be wrong. And, and then that, that was the that new, sounds familiar. You have a new head of Warner Brothers that helped reshape the Blacklist. But anyway, that's that's a whole different thing. So. The thing is, hold up, but here's the thing with Kevin Feige running a publishing company is he's never run a publishing company before. Correct. That's not his business. And you can't run a publishing company like you do a movie, a movie studio, because this is what got Marvel in trouble in the first place. Was Marvel decided to do a blockbuster every single year, which was their big summer crossover. Now mm-hmm. it used to be you did that every few years and it was huge and it was great. But you're basically telling your fans, keep reading Captain America, keep reading X-Men, keep reading Storm, keep reading Miss Marvel, keep reading this. And then in a couple of years, it's going to be awesome again where you get this big thing that everyone needs to read. Marvel tried doing that every single year. Then Marvel tried doing it twice a year. Then right. Marvel tried doing it three times a year. And now Marvel does it every single month. There always is an event. When you have a huge event like that, it's hard to convince your readership that you should still be reading Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Captain America, Captain Marvel. What do I care about Captain America when I've got Captain America versus the death of everything and the entropy and Thanos comes and blows him up in Super Captain America six issue miniseries that it's going to be now nine issues and whatever? You have absolute carnage going on right I now. Swear, that's, I if you do something like that. absolute carnage, this big thing with eight, I think uh, how many pieces? Is it? It's eighty five thousand pieces. It's, it's eighty five thousand comics. Right. That it. It's unbelievable. But it terrible. seems like it's just ongoing and ongoing. But and the, ongoing. if you're reading that. You're telling Spider-Man fans, 
You don't have to read Spider-Man right now. You right. don't have to read Amazing. There's something you should be reading this yeah. instead. And that you can't do that. Right. And still expect the monthly comic to continue because you're telling people that that comic doesn't mean anything. You have to be reading this. You have to be reading the events because we're that's all we're giving you is all these events and one shots and stuff like that. It's almost impossible to keep through it. When we were X-Men fans, I'm reading X-Men all the time. Age of Apocalypse happens. Nothing happens for another year. And right. it was all contained within the same books. That's the other difference. Yeah. It wasn't like Extinction Agenda was its own miniseries in addition to five X-Men books. They're like, no. Extinction Agenda runs through. It's 12 parts. that runs through three months through four X-Men books. And it's awesome because it's... Well, that's it's the where most nineties. See, this is where Feige could come in, and it could be for the better, if he said, looks at these events and says, "Let's do these events more like a film, where we don't do as many, but we make them more, and then he can tie those why, events into the MCU." That's terrible. That is that. That's the second part of it. Well, because we've already well, me, seen. Me, Marvel hold on, hold on. Me, starting to make that transition. Me, that's Marvel's with the, decision with to the do look it. of them. It's not Feige's decision. No, I know it. that. Here's here's the, the first part of it of treating it like a film is we've also seen the fact that every single year Feige adds another film. We have four films in 2021. That's not Feige's fault though. That would be Sony's fault. It's no, it's Feige's fault. He said yes. Okay, he's <laughs> sure. the head of Marvel Films. He gets to choose whether he could have dropped one of them. He could have sure. moved one of them. When Homecoming came, remember, they moved the slate. They moved Black Panther and Captain Marvel. They pushed them back so right. that they only had three films. But it's that also year. not as bad as having three films within six months. You have four films and two TV series in one year. What we, what I'm talking about is trending. Yes, you're trending to he's giving you more movies, more Marvel cinematic entertainment. We're counting the Disney Plus because they're those characters. More Marvel cinematic entertainment every single year. Every single year he keeps adding stuff. So if he applies that thinking. To the publishing, he's going to do the same thing. Now, how much? The, the real question is, is how much influence and control is he going to have in Marvel publishing? Because what we've seen is, even when Marvel Comics film started, when Disney acquired Marvel Publishing, they basically told Marvel Publishing, "Do Marvel Publishing," right? And they let them go do their thing. The the synergy and vertical integration and the other buzzwords that you want to stay, which is basically, "Hey, the Avengers movie is out. We're making an Avengers book." written by Brian Michael Bendis that has the same five characters that are in the film. Mm-hmm. That's not MCU at all. Right. That's They could not care less about publishing. There sure. is no... The idea that they're on the phone like, hey guys, you need to do a new X-Men book because the movie's coming is BS. It never happens. Right. Marvel Publishing calling MCU films going, hey, who's in the next Avengers movie? Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Cool. We're going to make them on the team. That's the way that it goes. Mm. If Feige asks for that side of thing, that vertical integration is one of the worst things you can do because there's so few new fans in comics. Sure. A lot of guys get into it and they get entrenched to it. And when you start to change it like that, they're the ones that get ticked off and they're the ones that leave. We have a black Nick Fury who is a terrible character because of Samuel Jackson exists in the MCU. Right. So they got rid of White Fury. It's, it's a, they still should have that as a name. White <laughs> Fury. Yeah. That should be a character. Did they just tie it? They just tied it? Are you kidding me? Three-run homer. No. No, that's, that's a third homer. two-run homer. That's, oh, my God. They just tied it at the top of the ninth. Well, God, I hate the Yankees. They, they, uh, should, have a, they should have a character. You have Black Panther and then White Fury. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, they shouldn't. White Fury, White Fury is gone. <laughs> um, now, 
you see, I can also see it where it's it's simplifying things for the higher ups. So you have Ka- Kathleen Kennedy, and we were talking about this over dinner. You have Kathleen Kennedy as the head of Lucasfilm. Now you have you know subcategories of Lucasfilm. You have Lucas Publishing, Lucas you know Arts for the better or worse. So yeah, Lucasfilm is its own company. Yes. Now you have Marvel. That's its own company. Now. You have a film division and you have a publishing division. Yeah, th- then you have one head of that Marvel. Let me tell you what the difference is. That's the way Lucasfilm has run. Oh, I for know. Thirty years. I, oh, I know. I'm not. That's I'm... that's the difference. Is it wasn't like Lucasfilm had a publishing deal Oof. with Bantam and Marvel and all of that. Correct. All of a sudden, when Disney buys them and says, "Okay, you got to go get," Lucasfilm was always running. No, its I, own I, publishing I know that, but I'm just saying you. that for for the Disney side of things, if Disney says. It works so well for Lucasfilm. You know, we have one person in charge of of Pixar. We have one person in charge of Lucasfilm. We have now one person in charge of Marvel. Now we'll also have one person in charge of Fox. You know, the Fox properties. I wonder if so. Then you have you know that limits your heads of of the table. Right. I wonder if that's more of you know Bob Iger's like I don't want to listen to forty people. I just need one person to tell me what's going on. Yeah, type of thing. Th- that's what I'm kind of getting at. Is you yeah. know, okay, you tell me, you know, you still run Marvel Publishing the way you've run Marvel Publishing, but you come to me if you start to slack off or something happens, then I'll you know I'll do like Disney does. Disney comes to me, I come to you. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is he's still, you're still adding a person because sure. you have him taking over. You're not eliminating people. That's the thing is you're adding him. He still reports to Alan Horn now. Right, but you have one the, the, person the, the, reporting to Alan Horn now for Marvel instead of two. Well, that's the thing is, Alan Horn in charge of Marvel Films or Disney Films publishing never well, did to him anyway. Yes, that's the thing is publishing is still publishing; it's still a separate company. Right. the 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 short term is you're not going to see anything change in the short term, but what you'll see. You is, may never see anything change. It depends on well, if Marvel Publishing it's starts hard to dip. If, if they decide, maybe. if they decide that it's important to have that difference, and one of the things that was really important for them for a while was the fact that they still had the Fox characters in the publishing universe that they could do stuff with. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all gone now. Everybody belongs to them. So, it, I don't know where you're going to see where the change is. It's not going to be instantaneous. I think the big change you might see in instantaneous is the thing that Joe Casada swore was never going to happen. Marvel Publishing moves to the West Coast. Yeah. That's the thing that, of all the stuff that I saw where people are like, oh, the sky's falling for this. The one move that I think could happen very, very quickly, because Marvel Films is West Coast. Yes. Kevin Feige is West Coast. Yes. Joe Casada, when, when... Although uh, it hasn't worked too well for DC. It's worked fine for DC. That's exa- This is exactly what DC wanted. Because... The chair of DC, the chair of Warner Brothers, is in the West Coast. Yes. They don't have to get up super early to take a meeting with Correct. East Coast. I think I think that's the first thing you're going to see. Joe Quesada swore when DC moved that they were not moving. Yeah. That Marvel is a New York company and it's going to continue to be a New York company. Quesada is now not the not in head, not the head of it. Perlmutter is gone. Mm-hmm. You know the the guys that were there that were in charge and could have blocked that move. It, they, they can't block that move anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that's I the, totally that's the that thing happening. I see. The, the, the idea to bring... Because then you've got Pixar, Disney Films, Lucasfilm, Marvel Publishing, and Marvel Films 
and everything else that's Disney Central will all be on the West Coast. There's yep. no reason for them to still be in mm-hmm. in New York other than the iconogra- iconography of, of being in New York. The question then becomes, do the stories leave New York? Because New York is such a staple See, that's... Of, of Marvel Comics. It'll be good. And the thing, the difference now also from 50 years ago is you can write and draw a comic book from anywhere in the world. It doesn't sure. matter. Then it was the writers all lived in New York. But see, and they're writing about the city they live in. Right. And you can still do that. Yes. You can still have a bunch of guys on the East Coast. Almost none of the guys, you look at this, the, 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 the people that are writing comics, most of them don't live in LA. Right. Or anywhere in, you know, some of them live on the West Coast. Brian Michael Bendis lives in Portland. Yeah. You know, I'm sure uh, they're going to keep certain characters, if anything. You can't have Spider Man be in LA, you know. Not for an extended period of time, no. Right. He's always got to be in. New but York. you've seen him move, you know, in. in well, you I mean you, Hickman's Hickman's powers in House of X. The mm-hmm. the X Men are no longer in upstate New York. The entire X universe is now on two islands, and not and one of them is not Alcatraz. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean that's different than just make up some fictional islands to put them on. But when you're when yeah, you're but talking the, about like real cities, they're not going to take no. And that's been their big thing. New York has been such a staple. In Marvel, I mean, it's become mm. New York City has become a character like LA in the Marvel. Is hell to write about because yeah. it's so spread out. There's yeah. just nothing. Spider Man in LA is like what I'm, I've got two blocks I can swing from. And I go downtown, like I can't even swing over the Staples Center because there's nothing around there. <laughs> and then everybody's just talking about. There's their... a couple new buildings that he can swing behind. Yeah, but still, he's got like a four he's mile gonna... square <laughs> radius. What? Whoa! He can't get from Manhattan to Brooklyn. He's got to do that web where he just shoots and pulls himself. <laughs> Just slingshots himself, <laughs> basically from the Ritz Carlton. Well, speaking of the West Coast and visiting and Marvel, Ryan Reynolds stopped by Marvel Studios, and everybody freaked out. How does that have to do with the West Coast? Just because Marvel Studios is in the West Coast, duh. So is Ryan Reynolds. Jeez, it was a non-story until the day after when somebody said, "Like we feel confident that we can make an R-rated Deadpool film." Yes. Well, the writers confirmed. Well, they can, that. they confirmed yeah, that it was going to be Disney right. said they're okay with it, which go. is probably what that meeting was about. Not that oh, Deadpool three is confirmed that it's going to be shooting right now, and it's going to be released in two thousand twenty. It's going to be December of two thousand twenty. Gosh, Deadpool next year. Yes. Well, my question is, Ryan Reynolds going to fire whoever was working on Deadpool two? Because didn't he fire the guys from Deadpool one while he was working on two? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so that would be the first Deadpool lived in the MCU. Also, it's not necessarily the MCU. It's not. A, that's a, that's the thing that drives me crazy. Everyone just assumes it's going to be an MCU film. There's no. I'd love for it to break the the fourth wall and like step through a page or something, and he's no, into I, the MCU. What I'd love it to be is that's what continues the Foxverse. Him. Yeah, that the Deadpool <laughs> film has. Uh, What's your face from Game of Thrones and that Cyclops and that Beast? Oh God! James McAvoy shows up in that film, and the entire Fox versus now the Deadpool one, and they give you an X Men film that has a bunch of F words in it. Oh. Like you have the X Men. Well, you had an X Men movie like that. No, but you have an X Men film. Yes, you've got an X Men film in which you have Magneto and Xavier, like just like, dude, F off. No, you F off. No, you F off. <laughs> F you, man. No, F you, man. And all that. So that would that's to me would be the ultimate thing that they that they could do is that the Deadpool stuff keeps the X the, the Fox verse alive. And it just makes fun about it. You know, it's like Boy, it seemed like there was a lot more you guys. <laughs> I was say, it's like where's everybody go? There's a lot with it. Weren't there more films? Wasn't there 
What? Brent Ratner. We don't even talk about Brent Ratner. <laughs> Somehow like... having like James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart be yeah, the same. Yeah, that's like have them be in the same movie. They both show up in the street. You know, <laughs> yeah. In a wheelchair. Sir Ian McKellen and, and, uh, and what's his face over there too. Yeah. That'd be funny. Well, he's always wanted to get Hugh Jackman in there, so maybe... <laughs> Magneto's Magneto's costume changed from in in the movie from before to now. Why did he change colors? Well, because the days of fuchsia passed. <laughs> days of fuchsia passed. Because he's not wearing the purple. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> days of fuchsia passed. I love that one so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, Deadpool three is probably not going to happen. We knew Deadpool for three was going to happen. We phase knew five it was probably going to be R rated. Well, even even Ryan Reynolds put together like a murder board that showed him, you know, showed Phase five and everything, and that was kind of you know the the thing. Everyone was kind of like, especially I since mean, even, Phase four ends in here. You were talking about how the PG thirteen release is how we move it into the MCU. They're just going to make it R. Yeah, it's just not going to be. Well, I think that was film. kind of an attempt. I mean, even no, it even Deadpool, they say money. it. They say it in there. You know, basically, was, they in the within the film it was an attempt to make more money. That's all it was. Yes, that's all it ever was. It was like, hey, we want to give uh, Fred Savage a job because <laughs> he's doing that one show that doesn't exist, or the show that the show about a show that doesn't exist. That's what it is. Is he doing? Is he doing that one? That's like it's a talk. It's like a, the Talking Dead show, but it, there is no real show. I don't know. Crickets. Okay, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just making up that too. But I could have sworn that's what he's on. <laughs> it's a show about a show that doesn't exist. I'm the dude I mean, but it's playing the dude who's the disguised dude. as another dude. Um, speaking about jumping verses, Spider-Man, as Chris has been saying, should happen. Looks like he may be showing up in Venom Two. Tom Holland. I didn't say he should show up in Venom 2. It's like, that should be the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, instead, we've got Shriek, and you have a bunch of collectors going crazy for a book that has a 300,000 print run. Absolute Carnage number one, or no, old, Maximum Carnage, whatever. It's Scream, it is. not Shriek. It's Shriek. I just saw Scream on that cover. They got it wrong. Yeah. I remember right, it's Shriek. I just saw Absolute Carnage and said Scream. Uh, Scream. So, anyways, there's so many stupid. I, I used to love all of the, like the maximum carnage because you had so many symbionts. The game oh, it was amazing, but it is they've gotten way out of hand with it. Is Mary Jane still wearing the symbiont costume, or did that stop? Or did they? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so apparently Tom Holland, rumor has it that will be in Venom Two. And somehow, the suit, because they said it, they'll make it work, because they said, well, when Venom, there's no Spider-Man for the suit to, you know, react to, to, to take on the, the, the Spider-Man qualities. And apparently, in Venom 2, it's going to take on, I guess it's going to bond with Peter for a little bit, or, you know. Hey, he could just walk out of the shower one day and it bonds to him and that's his suit. There so you go. again, because the, <laughs> the first Venom took place in San Francisco. And we know that yeah. we know that Carnage is in it's San Francisco. That should, be in, that should be in New York. <laughs> it's like that damn Punisher film. <laughs> I love Thomas Jane as the Punisher. We're in Tampa Bay. No. <laughs> we kill, not only do we kill his wife and kids. We kill every single person that's ever lived that's attacked. We went back in time and murdered his great great grandparents and his great great. So it looks like another film 
with Peter out of, New York. out of Uke. Out of New York. Well, I mean, it's it's easy as maybe he's searching or like looking at colleges in California or something like that, and all of a sudden this all happens. That could be that could work, you know. So, yeah. I but mean, does that automatically make? You know, I know it it doesn't put Venom into the MCU, but does it put him into the MCU if you take Peter and put him in San Francisco? Not until you know, Sony, like if, if he's just you know off on you know. Not until Sony's bought out. And then, and then he goes. Since he's in San Francisco, he sees uh, Ant Man. He goes, "Wait a minute! What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here." Oh, you? <laughs> hey, you! I know you're not angry at him. You're just pointing at him. Hey, you. <laughs> hey, you. Um. So I thought I thought that was an interesting little tidbit to add, just because it seems like every episode since what August there's been a spider. Spider-Man there's been Spider Man news. Okay, so Fred Chavin is on a show called What Just Happened. And it's a, it's an after show about a fake show that doesn't exist. Well, I remember somebody saying they were doing it. It was like I, yeah. on IFC or something. Mm. It's it's uh, no, I think it's on Fox. Yeah, Fox I don't know. What I just don't... happened? A very real after show based on the very not real sci-fi series called The Flare. That's what it, I knew. There was something. The weird thing is, is that's not on his IMDb at all. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I could have sworn that was Fred Savage. Yeah, he plays basically the you know a Talking Dead type show. Mm-hmm. And the humor, part of the, the joke is that the, the, you never see the actual show. So that's it's really it. crazy. Well, you remember, was it SNL that did the Talking Dead of the Talking Dead of the Talking... Talking about the Talking, talking of dead the Dead about the, the, Yeah. yeah. Um, so talk about, you know, and this is another awkward segue, but, you know, talk about a crisis of just keep infinite universes impacting each other. The Arrowverse... <laughs> Bad segue. We need that drop. Oh yeah, I just I was pulling that one. Uh, we just need like a like a bell. There's a ding. <laughs> topic change, and then you just no. You need the sound. buzzer sound. The burn. <laughs> ding. Topic change. Um. So because then we also have one that just like tangent, tangent, tangent. <laughs> Why do people tune out? <laughs> so, crisis on infinite earths is really becoming crisis on infinite earths. Apparently, this four five episode crossover is Point going to four, enc- isn't it? I think it's four but it's going to encompass everything mm-hmm. almost well I think everything's a cameo that's the thing well yeah because they, they're given the Burton verse that's in it yes none of the actors are in it it's no just, it's just it's just a newspaper or something but you've got you you've got that you have um and the actor who started- plays Lucifer is now going to be in it it all started with that one, that that very first arrow poster, because there was that Wayne Tech building in the back. Yeah, and you're like, oh hey, look, this is a Wayne Tech. I guess they still own Wayne Tech. They're allowed to use that. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to use Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I'm just wondering if if anyone from Gotham will show up. You know, the the series Gotham, because we have uh, uh, what's her name who played uh, Selena. Uh, no, who played uh, the Huntress in the original Birds of Prey. It was uh, what's her name, Nicole or Nickel. Uh, Something Nichols, uh, Rachel. Nichols? Rachel, no, no, Mm-mm. no. Rachel she Nichols. apparently I mean, she was in like that one movie with Jessica Alba where the sharks attacking him and uh, into the blue. Yeah, there she was in that. And a, okay, a I know what you're talking things. about. I don't remember her name. Why did I come up with that title and you didn't? And <laughs> you should have known. That. I mean, apparently, I mean, she. Everybody said she was a hard actress to work with and stuff like that. But apparently, they're bringing her back for this. And then you well yeah. because she doesn't have a job. So it's also she's in it for three seconds. I'm wondering if they include Titans, so you know, you know, the Robin will show up and drop a bunch of f bombs, and then you see. But I think a lot of that is you know, contract stuff. 
No, I know. Because, like, Gotham, I don't think they would have anybody from Gotham because that's a Fox show. But it's gone. It, it doesn't matter. It, they would still, you can have that. You can have It's an still two competing companies. Luth, uh, Lucifer was Fox. And now it's Yeah, but the Hulu actor is playing a character. He's not... No, he's coming in as the Lucifer character. Um, I think they're, they're, they said iZombie is going to come into it. iZombie was a CW show. Yeah. Yes, I know. And, but Black Lightning, I, don't, I think they're still keeping that one way off in the, the, the separate. Which makes Rich very happy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just... I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It could, it, they could, they couldn't. But I, I feel like because there would be some contract problems, there are like rights issues things like that that they it's wouldn't dc bring those. if they want to do it as a cameo they're going to put you know they could put somebody especially a show that's already off the air yeah yeah, yeah. that disney owns fox they'll sue them <laughs> <laughs> disney hey. now owns warner brothers wait what <laughs> holy <laughs> crap yeah. there's a lot of people that said that was coming but no everyone way. every company every entertainment company on earth has been rumored to have been bought by disney in the last six months yeah i know Apple's going to get bought by Disney. Sony's going to get bought by Disney. Paramount's going to get bought by Disney. MGM's going to get bought by Disney. You know the funny thing is? I Disney's going to spend $5 billion just for Spider-Man. You know what Disney's going to buy? Disney. <laughs> going to buy itself. We bought ourselves. Which actually happened to Marvel. Where Marvel, <laughs> Marvel bought Fleer, which is a card company. And then when Marvel was almost bankrupt, they basically had to have Fleer buy them to get them out of solvency. <laughs> and then they turned around and dissolved Fleer once they re- they made themselves back into a juggernaut. It's like, this is the company, it's a holding company that's, that's not a holding company, this, it, it's a hold com- a holding company of subsidiaries, subsidiary of Marvel that was worth more than Marvel Publishing. And so they bought Marvel Publishing with their assets. And then when Marvel Publishing went back on the map, which you can thank Joe Quesada for, then they bought... Rebought the company and basically dissolved it. Right. It was hilarious to watch. It's just like, wait a minute, you just bought yourself. So, so as somebody that's kind of fallen off of the Arrowverse, are well, you, I haven't kind of fallen off. <laughs> I don't think I haven't watched the full season. Okay, you years. jumped off the ledge. Wait, wait, did that just happen? Did that just happen? To run home. Run. Oh, oh, suck it, Yankees! <laughs> Woo! That's insane. Oh, oh the Astros just won. Okay. The, yes, the, the Astros just won the series. Yeah. This this outburst brought to you by the ALCS. Ooh, <laughs> that's amazing. This was, oh, I wish I had watched this game. So, as somebody that's jumped off of the Arrowverse, does this make you more interested to watch it? I know you watched last year's crossover. I always watched the crossover, yeah. But does this... I'd always plan to watch the crossover. Well, But when they said, like, oh, most of Arrow deals with this. I so does, so does uh, Flash. Yeah, not watching it. That both these shows. I just are... told you I don't have time to figure out what I'm going to watch on Disney Plus. <laughs> but this is supposed to be. Fun. But I'm watching Seer Shira. <laughs> um, Ethan, as somebody that watches basically Supergirl, Supergirl. <laughs> that's it. Basically. I still can't believe it. All those shows that. Well, yeah, I can't believe that. I guess I can believe Listen, that. This is very cute. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm Supergirl watch was the, the first one. I just, I I'm, 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 what. No, I've always watched the crossovers on all of them. So, but well, yeah, you got to know what happens. Do you, you realize that the the idea of the crossovers are to get people that aren't watching the shows yeah. to continue watching yes, the but shows? Here's the thing. Yeah, but I've also tried to watch Arrow and the Flash. Yeah. I've watched episodes here and there. They were good. There's just too much just, men for you. The, the experience yes. that I had with the crossover last year, and I said it when I was when when on the show, where I said, as good as it was, it reminded me why I don't watch Arrow and Flash, because. 
everything that had to do with those characters was exactly the same place they were in three seasons ago. Him and him and Felicity are fighting. Not Felicity. I think that's also part of it's it. Felicity? Too. Yes. Yeah. I, think I can't remember part, their name. She's gone now. I know, but that's the thing. I think that's it's also as I'm part watching of it, it too, because... and I was like, oh, him and Felicity are fighting. Oh, the teams, the Flash team is fighting because they've held secrets from each other. It's the same show I watched three once, three three years ago, yeah. and I get to this point, and I said, as much as I enjoy going back into the Arrowverse and the stuff that was happening in last year's crossover, what it really rammed home to me is that I'm not missing anything mm-hmm. because I don't have, I had zero interest in watching any of those shows past the crossover because it's, this is the same show, right? And that's where I came up with the idea: is like if Flash and Arrow were one show. If even either cut each season in half or make it one show in which like one show is very arrow based and the next show is very flash based. I could see myself watching that because it really doesn't seem like they have enough to do 20 episodes a month. What if they got rid of all these shows and just did Justice League with these characters? Mm, It's not Justice League to me, but or a Justice League type show. If you did a DC Universe show, but this is this is what you've lost with all this type of stuff. There's no the the. Trying to keep subplots interesting with the same characters for five seasons when it's not a procedural mm-hmm. doesn't work. Well, we've talked about this before. That's what the that's what the runners of or the the show writers and why... the script writers of uh, Agents of Shield said. If we can yeah. only do ten episodes, those ten episodes will still suck. But there's only ten of them. <laughs> um, no, the difference is something like it's funny with the what was the one was the Emmys that we're just on, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw what was nominated for like best variety show. And it's last week with John Oliver and the, the Daily Show and James Corden, whatever. And last week with John Oliver wins. And it was like, oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, but also last week with John Oliver had like 10 episodes last right. year. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do the show until he has 10 topics. Correct. There's no like, I'm going to take off from May 1st into September. And then I'm doing shows from September to May. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the way it works. No, it's I waited until I had 10 topics. And then we did 10 episodes. Yep. Or I waited until I had five and we did five. And then six months later, we did another five. Versus someone like James Corden that obviously you have guests on. But the type of stuff that I think an Emmy voter looks at is what is he doing in the skits and the type of other stuff. He's got to come up with at least four of those a week. Because yeah. Friday shows are almost always repeats now. Because they don't want to pay them for Friday. For like 40 weeks a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's got to come up with 200 pieces of entertainment. Well, that's one reason why Conan went to half-hour shows. He went to half-hour shows because he was tired of doing all that stuff, yes. Yeah. And then his his best episodes, because when they the, went to TBS, his best episodes are the one where he goes and visits another country. Right. But to try and do that, every, and Conan did it very well with all the other stuff. I mean, Late Night with Conan O'Brien was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, could, you when you see how hard it is to do now and what people are going through... It's amazing how genius he was. Yeah, and and the people that worked with him were. But even something but like his Comic Con show, we, we is still a major had, hit. we still have this. This happened for the last ten years when cable started. You had a show like The Shield, and everyone's like, "This is this is awesome." Yeah, yeah there's eleven episodes. Right. There's twelve episodes. Breaking Bad. We can do whatever we can do. You know, we can we can mm-hmm. we can make it more hardcore. I can't get away with, you know. Shooting the, the character that's with you for the entire first episode, the rookie gets shot in the head at the very end. At that time, we're like, we're not doing that on NBC. Are you out of your mind? Right. We can't show someone get shot through the skull right there, but that's yeah. the jarring piece of it. You're following this character the first time you see the shield. And you're like, oh, this is good. 
okay. And then people are like, oh, Vic Mackey's I, a I, hero. I totally no, agree. That for the- and that's that's the same thing here. Is what the Arrowverse, the Arrowverse's problem is what network TV is running into. People say, why are there so many procedurals? Because you can do 22 episodes of Law and & Order, and it's easy. Sitcoms are the same way. Sitcoms are easily the same way. And that's why something like The Big Bang Theory sucks after four seasons. Because you're like, either you, have to, you either have to grow the character farther than you want to take them. Mm-hmm. Or you have to keep the same jokes. You know, you get to the point where Raj can talk to girls. Because like, we've had four seasons of this. Enough. Right. He's got to be able to talk to a girl. But then two seasons later, you're like, I kind of miss him not being able to talk to girls. Right. Well, it's they remember, took Amy Farrah Fowler's character run. and changing the character completely within a season. Yeah. The first time, I mean, she's she's very she's very aloof. She's very, you know, just straightforward. And then they turned her into like Supergirl of like I'm a big 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 girl. I want tiaras and whatever. Oh, tiara! I'm a smart version of Penny. Yeah. Whatever. Well, you remember uh, Brady Bunch brought in Cousin Oliver. You know when it, things got stale. No, they brought in a voodoo doll. <laughs> and, you know, and then, you know, they did, you know, at some Married point, with Children at brought some... in the little Seven. Yeah, that's a tough story. They brought in Seven because they had her pregnant for so long. Yeah. And then she, Katie Seagal lost the baby. Right. And uh, that, that story, <laughs> Married with Children, you watch any of those shows now and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this was on TV. It was on, the, like the it's background on, uh, of it. It was on, uh, like, Nick at Night or something. Yeah, it's on, it's on a couple of... It's, it's funny WGN, to watch... WGN, that's what it was. It's funny to watch the early Simpsons that everyone was oh, like, yeah. oh, these are so dangerous. Yeah. And you watch them and go, these are massively tame. And there's this weird thing and the writers have talked about it as the stuff they thought was dangerous, they had to ramp stuff down. And so now you look at the stuff they're doing now and it really... There's nothing. Right. There's nothing... Because they said, like, there's no controversy left on TV. Everyone does it. Yes. So it's not a big deal. Um, well, look, that, look at South Park is a great example how bad it's gotten. I finally watched the final episode of last season, the bike parade one. Man, I'm so team cancel South Park. <laughs> and this season hasn't been much better. No. It's been a little better. I haven't watched the last two, I think. So, but the Arrowverse is a great example of this. If you limit the number of shows, me, here's what I think they should have done. Is the first half of the season, before you get to the crossover, you pick one of the shows, Arrow. Or Flash, right? You run that to the crossover. At the crossover, whatever happens at the crossover allows you to go right into the other the other show. That's Arrow. what I said last year. Yeah. I said either you do half a season half a season of each or a full season where really eleven episodes are arrow and eleven episodes are flash. And you do the same mm-hmm. thing with And they with, don't have to, they, and you can even do that in the show where they don't really interact much because within the shows not being it, you heard them talk about Barry and you mm-hmm. heard Barry talk about Oliver. You know, you'd have an episode where Barry does something and he tries to be cool, and like you're just trying to be Oliver. And then the other one, you know, it's, it's just like the, the, the best line to, of Ant-Man, call the Avengers. You know, it was like, hey, we've run into this big problem. Why don't you call Barry? Yeah, because he's busy and it's my <laughs> show. Damn it, I don't want Barry. To be <laughs> or hey, you know, Felicity, I just called. I just called Cisco. I needed help with this computer. Yeah, you thing. saw that a lot. That yeah. type of thing. They all shoot in the same place too, mm-hmm. and but that makes sense. You do and the you same thing with Supergirl with an and, and, and and if you did a DC Universe show, you know, much like the cartoons and other stuff did, the, the Justice League action for fifteen minutes was basically so firestorm heavy though. My yes, God. it was. Mm-hmm. There was so much firestorm and so, so much, much, so much booster gold. So much firestorm. At least one of the tri- you know, like their mandate was one of the the Trinity would be in every episode. Yeah. But God, it seemed like every every one of these is firestorm. That show's amazing, but I'm still like, 
why is there so much Firestorm? But also, you figure in the 80s, Firestorm had 100 issues. Yeah. Well, you know who's out. not going to be in the, D- in the Arrowverse? I can't believe it. Jonah Hill. Because he's going to be in Batman. The Batman. No, wait. He's not going to be in the Batman. Is he? No, he is. No, he's not. This was a terrible segue into a terrible bit. It just, <sighs> again, the funny stuff is mine. Just leave so, it alone. But we are getting... One of the fanboys. We are getting one of the fanboys. There it is. We're we're getting uh, Paul Dano, who is going to be the the Riddler. I'm going to just keep on going past that. And everyone was going real crazy with Paul Dano, and I was like, I don't. Outside of fanboys, now that I know he's in it, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. Yeah. Uh, He was in. Oh, Paul Dano's so great, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. He was in, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, shoot, I just had it. What's funny with the Riddler when they announced it is there's so many people like, no, the Riddler's such a stupid character, and the Riddler's so dumb, because, you know, the the Jim Carrey one's terrible, and Frank Gorshwin's terrible, and first off, you didn't really pay attention to the Frank Gorshwin one, because he played it really, really well. Mm -hmm. Little Miss Sunshine. Um, with the Riddler character, because Riddler's one of the fascinating ones that they've never done, they've never really done well in film entertainment, because... The, the the best Riddler stories the ones where Riddler is actually just as smart as Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and but his ego gets so in the way that he has to ta- he has to taunt him. Mm-hmm. There's the psychological bend of it is he wants to get caught. There's this the old thing in the Infinity Gauntlet they have that with Thanos where it's like Thanos wants to be defeated. He knows that this can't work. Maybe he wasn't in fanboys. Um, yeah, I don't know why he kept saying fanboys. I, like, I don't think he's in fanboys. Uh, but the thing with the Riddler is. He's trying to prove that even if I give you the clues, you still can't catch me. Or the flip side of it is is the psychological thing is like he, he knows the clues. He knows he me. needs to be caught. And he knows he can't mm-hmm. go too far. And that's why some of the best Riddler stories are those type of stories where the Riddler's almost the good guy in a way. Not not the good guy, but you know, he helps Batman with it with a case or something like that. But also the idea that he's just as smart as Batman. Mm-hmm. Reading recent Joker stuff, and they've gone back to him being completely nuts. I sort of miss the, uh, like, Joker from Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo from a little while ago, where the Joker is also, he's super, he's actually very intelligent. Yeah. But he's just, you know, he's Crazy. also nuts. But um, one of the recent specials, that's the the, the reveal or whatever. Is, it's told through one of the henchmen. Is like, he gets to the end, like... He's not. He's not insane. There he's are completely a lot of, sane. He thinks this is normal. The Riddler stuff, like there are the a lot of people that will disagree, disagree with you that say that Jim Carrey was an amazing Riddler. No, Jim Carrey's a terrible Riddler. That movie was just terrible. Yeah, Jim Carrey could. I said it here. Well, I think when I was watching it, there is a very good Riddler story hidden under how terrible that film is. Sure. Now that film is nowhere near as terrible as anything that came past it. And part of it is the, the, the wasted character of that is Two Face. Yes, Two Face is nothing, and you can tell Tommy Lee Jones. Well, Billy D. Williams him. only signed on in the original Batman, uh, Tim Burton one, was because he wanted to play Two Face. It's not that Tommy Lee Jones played him. It's not if Billy D. Williams played him. It's not if you know, if if Ian McKellen could have played him. That character was written so bad. Oh, it was horrible. It was terrible. Mm. The thing with Jim Carrey's Riddler is there's pieces of it. That come in and you're like, oh, this is, I like. There's something here. And then it turns into farcical nonsense that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And I think more, the, the, the performance that you're looking for when I go back and watch the Batman TV series is kind of the way Gorshwin plays him. And it is this, 
kind of silliness, but you could it, it, you always feel this underneath of it. It's like there's something really solid. There's there. a darkness to that Riddler too. Mm-hmm. There is, but that's the the best and, Riddler stories isn't the darkness. It's just I'm committing crimes because I'm trying to show how smart I am. Right. It, it's if if you read Matt Wagner's original Grendel, that's what Hunter Rose is. Hunter Rose Hunter, Hunter Rose is a you know multimillionaire. He's like the most famous author of crime novels in the entire. He commits all these crimes as Grendel to prove that he can get away with it. Yeah. And that's what the Riddler tries to do, but, and he gets captured every time. Mm. The Riddler in the animated series, it's, it's the only way I can really describe it, is, the character is, it's like he's always walking on glass. Just, he's smooth. You know? he He's so... That's the way to play he, it. Yeah, he's so it's even-toned. Zero, he's so meticulous. Tom mm. King's current run of Batman, the Riddler, especially in the, the Joker-Riddler war, is presented more like that kind of character. Yeah. Of he kind of knows what he, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Scott Snyder's he's uh, a chess year piece. Zero he's ten pieces. Is the same he, thing. Scott Snyder's Year Zero ahead. is the Riddler story. The Riddler is the one that takes out all of Gotham, and he's he's completely ahead of Bruce Wayne in that. And, and that's why Paul that Dano could be a good choice because he was in Twelve Years a Slave. It's all, which was he was very good in. It's all in how they write the character. If they write him as <laughs> I'm the Riddler and I'm here to destroy. No, if it's I'm the Riddler, and I'm better than you. Got to treat Riddler to me. You have to treat Riddler as better than Batman. He thinks so he's, he's, he's smarter. He thinks yeah, he's smarter than Batman. He, he knows. there's no, no one no. smarter. He knows he's smarter than Batman. Yes, and he knows so much that he's smarter than Batman that I can give Batman the damn clues to find me, and he won't do it. Yeah, and then he does it. Um, the interesting thing is he's not playing Edward Nigma. Really, they changed the. There's there's a. Apparently, there's a story where the, the background is Edward Nash or something like that, because the name was too on the on the, on nose. the nose. And then I think they retconned it where that character became Edward, Edward Nigma. He changes his name just before he becomes the Riddler. Mm-hmm. That's the name they gave him as his character. The other interesting thing is Zoe Kravitz is playing Catwoman. Zoe Kravitz. Oh, that's where I was just getting the yeah. uh, voice for Catwoman in the Lego Batman stuff. Which, you if know, you noticed, they're trying to do like what, what. Lucasfilm has done with the voices, the voice actors for their, you know, for the animated series and stuff. We've talked about this with, you know, Ian uh, McKellen playing or doing, going back and doing the voice for uh, the Emperor. They've been trying. Ian McKellen's the voice not the Ian McKellen. McKellen. Ian McDermott. You said Ian McKellen. Be, Ian McKellen would be interesting. <laughs> you said Ian McKellen then ago and it got stuck uh, in my head. It'd be interesting to see Ian McKellen play the Emperor. Everybody in Hollywood's either named Ian, Tom, or Chris. Chris. There's a lot of Chris's. There's, There's a lot, lot of Chris's. Chris's. There's a lot of Chris's in the Marvel Universe. Um, but they tried. Well, what? Because <laughs> they went back. They did. You know, uh, Margaret Robbie did the voice of, uh, of, 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 of 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 Harley. You know, you had Gal Gadot do the voice of Wonder Woman, and uh, you know, so in the animated, they've tried to put some of those voices mm-hmm. that you recognize within the you know visual medium the, the live action medium yeah. into the animated so it's not i mean zoe zoe kravitz is not a bad choice for the, for this character no i had no problem with it when i when they announced it i was like okay you know she she's amazing in the the fantastic beast movie mm-hmm. uh crimes of grindelwald playing one of the beasts <laughs> she comes out like i'm a beast and i'm fantastic and what was the, the other big one she's in um Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Shoot, no, she she was. There was another film that she's in that um, 
I just recently saw. Speaking of Catwoman, that's that's the crossover. Halle Berry needs to show up as Catwoman in one of those episodes of the, the, the Multiverse. Michelle Pfeiffer and Halle Berry. <laughs> I'm better than you. No, you're not. <laughs> I saw your movie. It's terrible. Well, apparently, <laughs> once Zoe Kravitz was announced, Michelle Pfeiffer decided like I needed to go and say this on on social media and that Catwoman is very taxing to you and blah 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 this and that. Remember when remember but, when like William Shatner hated being Captain Kirk? Yeah. Why don't any of these actors just like um, I have to talk about the Joker because there's a new Joker. Yeah, but, no, you're not don't you don't you don't want to be the Joker anymore. Zoe Zoe Kravitz is she's been in X-Men first class. She was in Mad Max. She was in X-Men first class for like 5 minutes. But she was you know, she was in Mad Max, she was in Divergent series. There was she was a picture of her in Days of Future Past. <laughs> she was the voice of Mary Jane in Spider-Verse. Hmm. She was also in After Earth. I mean, she you know she's been in a lot of movies that you would consider re- taxing. She may want to. Yeah, After Earth was taxing because it was crap. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is hard. Why? Because it sucks. <laughs> but yeah, she listen to Woo Hurricane Zoe. Do it, yeah. Woo. Woo! Oh, didn't Gemini Woo. Man open this weekend too? Woo! I am a dog. While I am a dog. No, Gemini, my dog is awesome. Didn't Gemini Man open last week? I don't think so. I don't no, remember. I think it's this week. There's a lot of movies open this week. Yeah. I haven't had anything for like two months, and then all of a sudden, all like one week, end of October and November. Well, they went. Look, Disney Plus is coming out in two weeks. Nobody's Get, leaving the house. And Star Wars is coming out in, in December. Fashion, is it? No one's leaving the house. <laughs> Speaking of which, Star Wars tickets go on sale Monday morning, or Monday afternoon, or go Monday night after the trailer drops. Which it's the, the funny thing is, is that it came up in my I can't remember if it was today or yesterday. It came up in my memories or whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> for the 2015 Force Awakens trailer, it was also Monday Night Football. Like yep. all these nerds are gonna have to watch a football game for the first time in their lives. <laughs> Um, well, no, you know they're all DVRing it and they're just fast forwarding through. Well, no, you got to know when the trailer drops because then you went and got tickets. That's why we ended up seeing. Melissa and I saw Force uh, Force Friday, saw Force Awakens on Friday because we had no idea. I still remember coming here that night. I yeah. think we were recording or something. Like, Did you get your tickets? Like, what are you talking about? Like, tickets went on sale right after the trailer. Oh, click, click, click. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have it where AMC sends me a reminder when it, when it says they go on sale. Um. So, all of these Batman casting things kept coming up. You know, you, you had the Jonah Hill, then you had the the Zoe Kravitz, and you had the Paul Dano, then you had the the, the thing with Jonah Hill. Jonah I never Hill leaving in the first place because Jonah Hill was never announced as a character. They never announced what character. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they announced, which makes me believe they, that. Anno- they announced Zoe Kravitz and and Paul Dano as characters when yeah. they announced them. I think that the Jonah Hill thing was a rumor for. And well, was like, I, no, I believe that it. they were in talks to do the movie, and yeah, they, talks is what not makes a... me think it happened was that he wanted to play a certain character, and they said, "Well, we're not going to have that character in this movie, or you know, we have a different character or different still, actor in mind." I still said, like, "No, like, you're no. going to play the Penguin or Harvey Bullock," and he said, "Oh, the fat people, I'm out," and then just left. <laughs> um, but the funny thing was, they were all coming in through like Entertainment Weekly or Hollywood Reporter or something like that. Right. So they were, yeah, or right. So they were all this like the, this same type of shot of the actor, and then the the way the writing was below. So I got. You know, I got the Jonah Hill first, then Zoe Kravitz, then Paul Dano, then uh, Jonah Hill again. And then the very next one was Neil Patrick Harris, and it looked the same one in the same thing. And before I even read it, I went, Music Maestro! He's going to be in it, too! Meister. 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 
I went, Music Meister's going to be in the Batman? No, no way. This is going to be mus- amazing. And then it said, Meister, Matrix 4. If Music Meister... No, it's Matrix Meister. Uh, <laughs> if Music Meister was in Matt Reeves' The Batman, that should be the only villain and make the whole thing a musical. <laughs> and it will be amazing. You thought people went crazy for the Joker. <laughs> oh, I love the Joker because it's R-rated and he uses the F-word and like people die. Can you imagine in a couple of years, like, I went to see Batman, and it was just singing, and it was amazing. <laughs> it's just all in song. Well, the funny thing was, when that came up, Batman. before I even read it, you know, uh, um, Sebastian had put up a meme of the Batman doing the Bat-Tuesie for, for something that happened on Titans that he was excited about. So it's just like, I'm looking through this thread, and as I'm going, Spoiler, and I see it. Spoiler, it's Batman doing the Bat-Tuesie. I see it, and I'm like, seeing Batman do the Bat-Tuesie, I'm like... He's, you know, that's what Neil Patrick it's going to be and I was like and then I read it was Matrix 4 and I went oh does anyone care about Matrix 4 I'm sure the people that no. care about it the Wachowski, it, the Wachowski sisters probably care about it here's the problem with it you have a movie that you're trying to continue a franchise what 20 years after the and maybe it's original. a prequel it, it's nobody cares about that stuff anymore the, the main yeah, thing that the, people here, cared about here's the, the weird mid- thing is they said the same thing about Jurassic World and until, no, but until Force Awakens knocked on. it out of the stratosphere. Because it, it's the same thing with what I feel like with the Avatar. The thing that oh, yeah. grabbed Matrix, uh, people's attention to Matrix so much, is the technology that they were using in the movies. The first one. It was the yeah. first big 3D movie. It was stuff movie. that you wouldn't see in a movie. And so everybody yeah. wanted the to see The first one. That's why same, the other two are terrible. Yeah, same with Avatar. Avatar had, mm-hmm. the, you know, whatever technologies they used and everything. It was had a great a visual. Porking. Yeah, it was a great visual piece. Avatar 2, I don't think would do great because nobody cares anymore. Well, it's also the fact that well, you've given it so much two time. 2 and 3 and 4. And 5 and You've six. given so much time where people have seen Avatar. I mean, Avatar's on FX every day. Yes. And yeah. you watch it when you're not watching it in 3D in a theater with a bunch of other people that are also going, wow, this looks great. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. It's, I mean, it was always Fern Gully with, with machine guns. Yes. Yeah. On top of the fact that Sam Worthington, what happened to him? Like, remember for like two years he, he couldn't act his way out of that. He's sitting there waiting for Avatar two to be made. He's probably not even in it. It's like, his kid. So the it's Matrix, the blue monkey. The thing with know. Matrix that I'll give you is that Matrix was a trilogy. So there's there's a lot more material that's there. I mean, it tells a story, but we still saw so this with fine, something like but... Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland did amazing the first one. It did like seven hundred million dollars. That was one of the first three D movies. And then you had such a break between that one and the next one, people just lost interest and didn't Again, care. A single film, sure. It's not a franchise film. You know, we've seen franchises that get rebooted, and this is technically a reboot. It is a continuing mm. story or a prequel to. It doesn't discount what's already there. They did say Keanu Reeves is going to be in the movie. Whoa. Now, so, my thing is, I want him in the movie, but it's John Wick. Like John Wick <laughs> exists in the Matrix. <laughs> but isn't that what it was in the first one? I mean, isn't kind Very of... Very toned down, I guess. I mean, isn't, isn't Neo the, evol- the, the, the predecessor no, to John Wick? stop bullets with his hand in reality, which can't... My problem with no, the Matrix stick- has always been my idea for Matrix 3 was so much better than what we got. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I just feel like get, nobody's going to care about this Matrix movie. I think there's I mean, enough you'll get, people. You'll get people we'll to go see it because it's, it's I don't, Matrix. I don't, think, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's going to ball. I think you actually will have... It, also, it depends on who's in it and what's going on. Neil Patrick mm-hmm. Harris being in it, but it's like, who does he play? Yeah. If he plays the younger version of the, the controller or whatever from the end of 2 that just talks nonsensically for 45 minutes and everyone just kept dissecting it, and I said, I really think they just basically hit a typewriter. 
All right, these are words. Go for it. Black flip the down of Lake Lopmoth. The has the pen on his the the inverseness of the epitome of the society that went through socioeconomic ruin was destroyed by the sun that came through us. Whoa. <laughs> Can I shoot stuff again? <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> what do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. Look, I think that people are going to care. I know Kung Fu. I, I have I a feeling people are going to give the same feeling to this movie <laughs> that they give to this show. <laughs> no attention. No, that'll get attention. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, no, this show will get more attention. No. no. Are you kidding me? No, I don't, I don't think... The that, one fan that we have doesn't listen to us For, all, <laughs> for all the... For, hey, for Doug, all the Doug stuff, took offense to that one, yeah, one day. What? That, he's the only, that he had, there more than him listen to the show? Yeah, sorry. Something. Okay, sorry. So Doug listens to the show and nobody else does. I uh, actually haven't heard from White Chocolate in a while, so I don't know if he's listening anymore. Um, <laughs> well, we haven't heard from Brandon either, so I don't know if he's listening. Brandon's on the run from And the don't law. know if... Um, what? Brandon's on the run from the law. <laughs> That's why. Currently lives in South America. And all the people that I used to Can't hear... Can't get me here, Cupper! There, there were a lot of other people that we heard that, you know... There was never the a lot of other people. Okay, there were other people. Your mom made putting the first <laughs> review... Oh, no, I'm sorry. You put the first review <laughs> on iTunes, and then your mom... They're so great! <laughs> I love these guys! <laughs> but she only gave us three or four stars or something. <laughs> she didn't want to oversell it. Because <laughs> like, the first person that read that, if it was five stars, go, that's got to be one of their moms. The four stars, like... <laughs> Okay, maybe that is a real person. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's just like, no, I listen well, it's to it. Like, it's she, not <laughs> she doesn't know the rule. You either say very very outstanding or not so outstanding. You know, you choose one or five. You don't choose two Hell, there'd probably be more people interested in our show if we had a bunch of reviews, but they're all one star. They're like, I gotta see how bad this is. <laughs> I gotta check this out. Uh, all right, so on that note, we're gonna wrap things up. <laughs> So, uh, make, we need a segue button for next week. Well, as soon as we get the we got a drop board. We're, get, we're getting one. We don't need a drop board. We're, we're actually really, getting one. We don't even need this. This gigantic mess of knobs that makes Ethan feel important. Oh, I get to touch this. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, got your levels, guys. Don't, don't like, take my knobs away from me. <laughs> <laughs> don't take my knobs away from me and Ethan Benjamin's story. We have your autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's a better title for this show. Don't, don't take, take my the, knobs away from that's me. Or... Part of the reason that nobody listens to the show is it always has nonsensical titles that don't mean anything. It does. If someone's looking actually... up like, oh, let's. I, if someone wants to talk about the Matrix Four, you really have to listen to the end of the it show. Doesn't, it, well, no, it's not even in the title. Yeah, <laughs> that's where just, the titles go. It's just like, well, I don't know what this is. It's it says, in the don't take my knobs away from me. <laughs> it's in the description. So, I, yeah, but the description. I, but that's the thing. The description's not part of the search function. One of our highest rated shows is Prince's Pink Corvette. <laughs> yeah, because you put it in the title. Yes. Yeah, the title is what people search for, not the description. The description doesn't wait. The, the, all of it is, is weighed. The search Prince is weighted. Prince took my knobs away from me. There you go. <laughs> no, you have to do it the week the after Prince dies. Four. <laughs> yes, because that's the topic we spent the most time on. It was mostly the two of you going, this is going to suck. And Kevin Feige took my knobs there away. There you go. That's the title of the show. Marvel took my knobs. <laughs> so, anyways, make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm RA saying I'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> nope. Rich is doing the show solo next week. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs>
Go. Oh, wait, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> Does she come with the car? I quit. I'd say I know what that was from, but it's from a lot of them. See, they miss part of that because he doesn't say elephant's butt first. His part says, you smell like an elephant's butt. An elephant's butt. You smell like an elephant's butt. She was having a heart attack, but everybody thinks that, oh, she's, she's just loving it. And if you don't shape up, maybe you don't shape up, put you in the home. You already put me in the home. Put you in the cricket home. We saw it in 60 minutes. I'll be good. Box? No kid is worth that. Most of the episode, most of an episode is Bane. <laughs> Did a bunch of episodes as the Indian dude. <laughs> Welcome to Nerdables. Yes. Yeah. 